I'm Beth. I like me. Oh, I like you too. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Mm-hmm. Hey, Paul, do you have a bad synopsis for us? I do. Through their heartwarming and honest performances of two strangers during the holiday season, Steve Martin and John Candy teach us the true meaning of the unspeakable horrors of the United States transportation system. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Obviously, you got from that that we're talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, we are. Which was released on November 25th, 1987, written and directed by John Hughes, starring John Candy and Steve Martin. The Rotten Tomatoes was 92% on this and 87% audience score. What? Was your experience with this as a kid? My, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but my dad, I'm pretty sure, I've never actually had a conversation about this with him, but I'm pretty sure he's a big John Candy fan because we had lots of John Candy movies that became rented movies in our house, like Uncle Buck and, you know, all the, um, Harry Crumb. I don't know if you know Harry Crumb, but this was one that I distinctly, I can, you know, I don't know why the cover of this movie is like etched onto the, my memory. Like I picture the cover of the VHS like slipcase that this movie sure. was in, and I I have vague memories of watching it. And I'm pretty sure that I was like allowed to watch it for a while, and then my parents thought, "Nope, this is too much." Like I was little enough, they were like, "Nope, we're done with this movie because Paul's too little to watch it." I don't know if it was the giant F-bomb rant that might have done yeah, it. Yeah, F-bomb rant could have done it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure like, I had a an abrupt like cutoff of this movie the first time I watched it. And then came back and watched it some years later when I was a little older and it was okay. But uh, very much a, like I'm also, a, my dad has imparted this fa- fan of John Candy. I love John Candy. Um, I think we've talked, I mean, we've talked about John sure, Candy before on here. So I don't need to go back into that. And also, I did not know that this was a John Hughes movie for the longest ass time. Oh, yeah. No well, that's idea. It's not really like his other ones. It's not, except we do get a freeze frame ending. <laughs> like, we do get a freeze frame. <laughs> we sure do. But no, and absolutely no idea. Never connected this with John Hughes or, you know, the the other John Hughes movies that we've talked about. So, sure. um, yeah, what was your experience of this? Uh, I had never seen this before. Wow, um, okay. No, that's so, disappointing. <sighs> oh, I'm so sorry God. to have disappointed you. So, you had John Candy, come on. All right. Don't listen, listen. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I feel I was thinking about this, and I was trying to think about why uh, it would be that I've never seen this. And I was thinking about many of the movies that are like this, age-ish, specifically even the John Hughes ones, but other ones that I'd seen were ones that, like you kind of were saying, that your parents would put on that maybe weren't necessarily age-appropriate at the time or weren't maybe would just would have gone over your head even if they weren't, like, inappropriate. Mm -hmm. This, for whatever reason, just wasn't one that anybody ever put on in my presence. Mm -hmm. And so as a result of that, I never sought out to like watch it in its entirety when I was old enough to like do that. Mm-hmm. But I think many of the other ones that we've talked about and like literally every Mel Brooks movie, like those are ones that were on enough in the background that when I was like old enough to choose my own movies to watch, like I wanted to go back and see those. And I've just never seen this. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. And I knew that it was John Candy and Steve Martin, both of whom I really enjoy and other things, as we've talked about, both of them and other movies that we've liked. So I don't know why, but I've never seen it. <laughs> so, yeah, That's, I don't okay. know. I'm um, excited for this. I'm really interested well, to hear I your impressions the, the first time through. I put yeah. it on the list because I Googled, literally just did a cold Google on Thanksgiving movies. Oh, Okay. And I just was wondering, I was like, surely there are movies set around this time of year that I'm just not thinking of. Mm -hmm. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, this is a perfect opportunity for me to watch this. Now, I feel like I've like I feel that maybe parts of it have been on like in my presence, but I've truly I knew nothing about it at all other than like that everybody says it's great and that, 
you know, has these two guys in it. And so I mm-hmm. like read the synopsis and I went, well, it's very overtly Thanksgiving. So I'm putting it on the list. So I did. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good choice. This, I'm yeah. excited. Okay. So anyway, I have two trivias and a lie. Okay. So I did a little different. So. Oh, man. Since. No, it's fine. So since 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. Um, so since 2020, there have been talks of a remake. So I'm going to give you three sets of planned pairings, and one of them is fake. Does that make sense? Pairings of what? Movies? Actors. Like replacement oh, actors. Oh, fuck you. What? No, this is I, because I was reading it all over, so they've okay, been talking okay, about okay. remaking it. Like, I mean, what's whatever. Paul's you... weakness is knowing <laughs> actors. Listen to me. <laughs> It's, I've gotten a lot better. This is year four of this. I've gotten a you, lot better. You've been doing great. And also, <laughs> like, I, there's not like a dearth of information on fucking this movie from 1987. So, right, okay. Okay. So, number one, Kevin Hart and Will Smith. Number two, Seth Rogen and James Franco. And Drew Barrymore oh and Adam Sandler. Oh, my God. Wait, so I have to pick who's going to be who? Like, who's going to be John Candy and who's going to be Steve Martin in those pairings? These are two, these are pairings that they discussed in terms of doing a remake in the, in 2020. Oh, and one of them was not. You just made them up. One of this oh, okay, grouping okay, okay. I, I made up. I'm slow. Just be a bear with me. You're doing a great job. I Kevin Hart and Will Smith, Seth Rogen and James Franco, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. So maybe the key, so Kevin Hart and Will Smith. So Will Smith is clearly Steve Martin and Kevin Hart is John Candy. I would think. So I think the key, like, oh man, I don't know. Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, though. Who's John? That one seems, see, that one seems Adam Sandler's John Candy, right? No, but is he? I'm not Drew. You don't think so? No, but you see that one. See, see, think you made that one up because well, what was the middle one? Seth Rogen and Seth James Rogen Franco. Seth Rogen and James Franco. Who? Okay, so clearly Which Seth I Rogen feel like is it John would be. Candy. Oh, I would say the other way around. Really? It didn't say in my research. James Franco like, who is was John the... Candy. Yeah, but this is the more interesting piece of your. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> James Franco is John Candy. I think it's Seth Rogen, isn't it? I feel like he's played straight. I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think Seth Rogen's played more straight, like the straight man? No, than I, Franco. No. They're both doofuses. I don't know. They're both doofuses, right? This is just two John Candies, right? <laughs> okay, but the last one has the SNL connection too. Uh, sure. That one, that one maybe seems the most plausible. So I think Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler is probably true. Will Smith and Kevin Hart. The pairing has to make sense, though. I'm way overthinking this, aren't I? It's as per most of these, yes. I I think no, because the, well, they would get more. I think you made up Seth Rogen and James Franco. Damn it. They're both see, they're both doofuses. That's a problem. <laughs> Who would you have said instead? I don't know. Which one of those are, so Joseph well, Gordon Levitt? Like who could go? They were in a different movie together, that's why. Hmm. I don't know. Listen, I don't fucking know. Anyway, you win. <laughs> which one would you watch though? Which one would you rest re- like which one would you actually enjoy watching? I mean, I like Drew Barrymore, but I think that went I, well. I don't want to watch Kevin Hart and Will Smith. I'm going to tell you that right now. Mm. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Fair. Fair. Sorry. Okay. It could have been um, David Spade and Chris Farley at one point in time. They yeah. Did make that mo- they made that movie like two more times. They did make that. Tommy they, Boy they already and, did uh, that. They already did that. Yep. They did it. <laughs> All right, so more fun facts. So filming lasted 85 days, mostly in Batavia, New York, which is very close to us. Many of the highway scenes were filmed on an unopened stretch of road, which is the U.S. Highway 219 between Buffalo and Springville. There you go. Which I used to drive to work every day. (laughs) Yeah, lots of people do. (laughs) So, yeah, I knew it was, um, I actually did weirdly know that that was filmed near here. 
that this was filmed near here, even though I knew nothing else about it for whatever reason. Oh, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, John Hughes originally wanted Tom Hanks um, and John Travolta. Oh, that'd be dog so, vomit. Oh, my God. That'd Tom be Hanks, movie. I feel like, would be fine um, yeah, as no. Neil. But okay. Because then when he gets does the fuckity fuck part, that would have been funny. Because right. I love, that been funny. I love, I'm on record saying that like young Tom Hanks, when he was like a little unhinged, is like my favorite Tom Hanks. <laughs> John Travolta was, well, Hanks was shooting big and Paramount executives didn't want Travolta because he was box office poison um, at oh, the time. Already? And maybe also, not, yeah, well, he had a bad slump there. Yeah. Okay. Um, that like disco movie, whatever. So John Goodman was also <laughs> considered for the role of Dell and Rick Moranis was considered for the role of Neil. Oh, uh, what's the up. name of, we got to put this on the list. Hold on. Pause the show. John Travolta. Oh shit. oh shit. What's the, what's the movie where he's a giant battlefield earth? Oh dang. Oh, it's from the year fuck. 2000. We can still I think it, it probably in. still counts. <laughs> We he looks like Cthulhu. <laughs> and he's like 10 feet tall or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I we gotta watch also that. have not seen that shit. Oh, my God. Oop. It's maybe the worst science fiction movie I've ever seen in my life. We are watching it. We should do that as a double feature with Starship Troopers. Okay. Okay. That'd be <laughs> anyway, perfect. Rick Moranis and John Goodman. Um, I would watch Papa John Goodman. That would be good. I mean, John Candy's great, but I mean. Yeah, that would be good. Okay. So, future Star Trek Voyager star Jerry Ryan, Seven of Nine, was cast as an extra in the bus scene, and they had to cut it because she couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> she was 19, oh and she had gosh. no lines. She had no lines, but it was like, she was like distractingly laughing. So, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So... Much like when we've done the other John Hughes movies, he wrote the script in like 47 minutes on a napkin or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. And then he filmed so much extra footage and rewrote it so much while they were doing it that the original cut was three hours and 45 minutes, Holy which I'm shit. so sorry, but not on any universe would I have watched that long of this. I also read somewhere that there was a different ending to this movie, that they actually uh, yeah, filmed a different ending, but I don't I, know what it was possible but i didn't see anything about that there was a subplot with like neil's wife not believing him and thinking he was cheating okay. um that was cut so there was just all sorts of other nonsense um this was a big shift like when it came out because it wasn't like a teen angst movie yeah <laughs> um yeah. the exterior of the aircraft and the flight is a reuse of the 707 flying through the storm from airplane <laughs> Which <laughs> nice. Oh, that's when we should put on the list. Yeah, absolutely. We should. Uh -huh. um, the marathon car rental scene is exactly one minute long from the time Steve Martin starts his tirade to the time he ends. In that 60 seconds, he uses the F word 19 times. Nice. The Solid. film easily would have been PG if not for this one scene. Right. Yeah. Which is um, an interesting decision, but uh, yeah. It was an interesting decision, but a decision nonetheless. I just, before we get into the notes, feel that I need to put it on record that I watched this movie like two and a half weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yes. We're, we're out from our from our experience. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Our, obviously, you can still hear that I still sound sick and we put off recording. And so now my notes mean very little because I've also <laughs> only ever seen this movie once. So we are, <laughs> buckle up for a wild ride, everybody. Yeah, okay. I'm here. I'm here Great. for it. <laughs> I wrote credits. I see what you did there because I feel like they did like the sounds, you know. So uh, wait, we gotta go back a step. Oh, okay, bring it back. Because I have to tell you a fun fact about myself. Are you ready for this? This is very important. I'm so ready. Window into the thoughts and dreams of a small Paul. Uh, of a small Paul. <laughs> so cute. I, when I was a kid. I was very proud of this fact that I knew that there were when when you see the Paramount logo and the stars go around the mountain. Sure, there were there are twenty two stars that go around the mountain. Yes, and indeed. That was the fun fact that I knew because I counted and I knew no one else counted those fucking stars. And I could tell you there were twenty two stars that went around the mountain on the Paramount logo, and that Sweet was very small important. Paul. 
That was, was very important to know. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. Uh-huh. We're in New York City yeah. two days before Thanksgiving. Also, I like when and... the soundtrack starts before the, the picture. That does something for me. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. These like are that peak good. opening credits, by the way. This movie has peak opening credits. It does not have any opening credits. It just it goes not. in. It just, <laughs> we go right into it. We go right in. Um, we got Slumpy Chair Guy. <laughs> Did they just highlight? <laughs> did they just highlight the plane ticket for me? They show yeah. the plane ticket and then they, they fucking the t- like they, they highlight it. Yep, They're like this like is I the couldn't time. read Make the three sure lines of text. is watching this movie that you understand what the problem is here. We're gonna highlight it for you. Holy yep. shit! Yep, yep, yep. He's so, in this meeting, and listen, if I was in a meeting like this ever in my life, I think I would probably shoot someone. That this meeting is like. They literally have to sit at this table and their boss is in a desk on a raised platform at the end of the table above them, looking at whatever shitty drawings or whatever, uh, whatever you call that. Whatever it is. The mock-up things. And they just have to sit there while he sort of reviews them. Like, this is a bad boss. (laughs) He's wasting so much time and money. Never in life would I do this. Oh, my God. Ferris Bueller's dad's here. And uh, <laughs> yeah. he says, you ain't gonna fucking make this plane. The whole uh, cast of Ferris what? Bueller's in this movie, except for um, the main characters. Yeah. Like. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So here's where I'm like, um, he works a plane right away. Like, I'm all confused. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. okay, fine. He's in town for business. He's, he's got to get he's home. He's a like, big, fine. important businessman. He's man. so important. So business, he, he so important. to home from New York to Chicago. I was like, how often are we making this trip? Like, Yeah. So. They talk anyway. about it as though it's like, oh, I'm going to catch the seven. I forget what it was like. I'm going to catch the seven o'clock. He's like, you should just get on the eight o'clock. Like there's an hourly yeah. flight. I'm yeah. Like, this is the historical transportation system. <laughs> like, I was like, there's no fucking way. Right now, you're lucky <laughs> if you can get a flight anywhere and then it's 100% right. going to be canceled. So they're like, oh, as though you could just easily choose different ones. Like no fucking way. Yep. But then we have like a foot race with fucking Kevin with Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Just randomly in this movie. Just, Kevin Bacon. Because well, he was in She's Having a Baby. Yeah. Which is also later that you like hear that the wife is watching. She's having a baby, <laughs> which is another John Hughes. <laughs> right. So, so uh, Steve oh Martin shit, almost Steve dies. Martin, he almost got smoked. I wrote. <laughs> he almost dies a bunch of times in this movie. Yeah. First time is he almost gets run over. Um, well, yeah. uh, he tried. Let me appeal to your good nature. I don't have a good nature. I wrote, you're a thief. And he's, the guy responds, close, I'm an attorney. He's trying to bargain with the guy. He pays yeah. the guy for the cab, and the cab drives away uh, yep. with uh, John Candy in it. And they, they make their, their first, this is their meet cute right now. Uh, yeah, so cute. They have so their cute. Little, so <laughs> little eye contact. Like, yep. It's 5.58, and we're running. Steve Martin you know. runs so stupidly. I'm, like I don't oh. know if it's on purpose. Oh, wow, wow, wow. He has, like... I don't know if he's doing this on purpose, but he has such a weird, like, it's like a funny run. It's like, I think he workshopped his run. Like, how can I run the oh, dumbest shit, way possible to look run. funny? <laughs> yes. You don't think he yeah. just does it like that? I, th- I don't think so. I think you, I'm, Some people I think are Steve like weird storks. Just... He's very tall. He is. That's true. He, he knows what to do with his body, though. <laughs> I'm kind of happy for Steve Martin. This isn't a surprise. I, we no. already talked about no. it. <laughs> He's a handsome so there's guy. There's Slim Pickens yeah. in this movie. Like, right, right. It's fine. Yeah. I feel like Steve Martin has like a long hair wig on in that Baby Mama movie. <laughs> and he gives her like a lot of eye contact. And I was like, yeah, I could definitely go there. Like, I could go mm. there. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, he arrives at the airport two minutes before his flight and then runs to the gate somehow. Like you yeah. this is again, this is sort of one of those out of time this is like a time capsule of what transportation used to be Correct. like. Because this is not how it is. When I first met my wife, we were we were in a long term relationship, so one of the places we would meet, like I could take a bus from my school and she could drive and we met at O'Hare, at O'Hare Airport in Chicago. And we would literally meet at a gate so that we knew where to meet. We just say meet at gate like 
H10 oh God, or whatever. That's and so funny. Yeah. There was nothing st- like we just walk in and that's where we met because it was easy to say the number letter combination and like there was no security. There was no nothing that you had to go through. It was just like she was driving. Yeah, I was you used to just be able to go. Yeah, you just meet at a gate. There wasn't like a check. We didn't have to take our shoes off or anything like that. Like, yeah. Right. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. That's wild, man. Yeah. 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 There, we're at dinner with the house. This is little baby Matthew Lawrence's first uh, movie. Oh, okay. Noogies, Indian Burns. They're having like a discussion of like Noogies versus Indian Burns. Mm-hmm. And we very shockingly have a flight delay that no one is surprised by. No anyway. one is surprised. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're in for this movie. And John Candy's sitting there reading a book called The Canadian Mounted. Sure is. Which is a mm-hmm. joke because he's Canadian. Which Because he's Canadian. Yep. Yep. Um, but also, mounted what? It's sexual. Yeah, I don't, anyway, yeah, no, I don't know. it's not, <laughs> not a pro. Um, you stole my cab. Would it's you like some lifesavers? I, I wrote that it has a vixen on the cover is what I wrote oh, okay. about this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So yeah. he tries to buy him a treat. Would you like some lifesavers? <laughs> so we get on the plane. He gets a first class ticket, but he ends up being in a coach seat next to his new best friend. Yep. He's very complainy um, and annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Very annoying here. Oh, I mean, so part of me is like, if you paid for the ticket, but whatever. I would be Airlines super are shitty. Pissed. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, airlines are super Matt probably, shitty. Matt probably, probably agrees with me. Here's, here's a question for you. <laughs> What's oh, no. the protocol? You're on a flight. What's okay? Can you take off your shoes? No. Can you take off your... You cannot... You took no shoes off even. See, no. I have to take my shoes off. Shoes are the devil. I mean, to be fair, I literally try to go barefoot in many situations. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, if yeah. possible, no I would prefer, I would I prefer to be just, free. Yes. But I, I won't take my I socks wouldn't. off on a plane. I would take my shoes off. So I strategically try to wear shit that's comfy. Also, I'm always cold on a plane, no matter what the situation is. So even though I am like a sandals girl all summer, um, I'm mm-hmm. a dogs out diva. I uh, will wear like sneakies or like something closed because my mm-hmm. feet, my little feeties are cold. Okay. Um, and also I'll try to wear my biggest shoes on the plane. Whatever I'm bringing with me. Yeah, well, because listen, um, women have a more complex fashion situation. So, like, if I'm going to bring my running shoes, like, if I think we're going to go for walks Uh or runs and I need to, like, I'll wear my clunkiest pair as what I'll wear. I mean, I'm just imagining you on a plane in, like, galoshes or something. Like, yeah, my mucks (laughs) (laughs) in the dead of summer. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, 100%. Yep. So, no, I have a phrase I'm going to need you to work into your regular vocabulary, okay? Let's hear it. You need to start saying six bucks in my right nut. I'm going to need you to six start adding. Six bucks in my right nut. I also wrote that. Um, not a real conversationalist. No. Does John no, no. Candy have a perm here? Like, Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. It's very correct. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I was offended by the taking off the shoes. Okay. But then he's got the mustache on the other side. Six bucks and my rate nuts as we're not landing in Chicago. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Pick up sticks with our butt cheeks, then get on this flight. There's three-legged ballerina. He's got a lot of them right all in a row here. I also read that there was a lot of ad-libbing in this movie, particularly from John Candy. And I wondered the whole time I was watching it this time through, like, how much of this was written and how much of it was just John Candy. And I also wonder, you said they, they filmed so long or so much extra. I wonder how much of I that was just like, started to go. just get Yeah. Well, there was, I think, whole other plot lines yeah there was a whole other thing where by the end they were like going the wrong way for an hour and they like passed the exit to the hot you know they're just there was a lot of other like plot stuff yeah ben stein's here everybody and he says that the flight's canceled hi ben stein yeah hi ben stein and then we get in the titty mobile <laughs> there's also garfield no okay so th- well i did not notice garfield Oh, Garfield's there too. And okay. there's just too many air fresheners. Why? <laughs> Mobile. <laughs> yeah. Three weeks literal, ago, me wrote about that. Yeah. Literal pictures of naked women 
just like stapled to right. the ceiling just, of this cab. Just hundred percent, just for the ambiance. Do you know what I mean? Right. But it's classy. It's classy. It's very classy. So then, this yikes, is the cab that takes to... you from the airport to the strip club, and then from the strip club back <laughs> to the airport. Like right. that's this cab. <laughs> Did you ever work anywhere where you had to use that old-fashioned credit card machine? I did not. I worked at a place where we had one. Yeah. But it, like as a relic of times past, but never had to use one. Did you? Yeah. Well, we had one for the same reason um, when I worked at Ponderosa. And like mm. once or twice, I feel like we had to actually use it because the thing would go down. Like the machine right. would go down. Yeah. And um, oh, maybe you did to, have like, to use it. Yeah. 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 Where, yeah, yeah. What do they do now? I even feel like they just be like, "Sorry, no credit card now." Yeah, go fuck yourself. I guess <laughs> like, <laughs> like the internet's better. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. So whatever it was connecting to, like, but you're right. I, I do think, think I, just, I think I did a chunk of chunk of yeah, thing that on chunk, the chunk, credit yeah, card. Yeah, we also yeah. had it at Circuit City, like you know, just in case oh, it's right. like a panic. Which is ridiculous because people would be buying like several thousand dollars worth of electronics. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, you think? Yeah, anyway. Oh well, yeah. Uh, they get a room with just one bed and just um, one bed, and yeah, the fucking shower is so gross, and it stops yeah. while he's all sudsy. Like the whole thing is just. It is gross. Uh, Dell starts reading by lighter. He's reading his book in bed. Safety first. With a lighter. Safety. Yep. <laughs> Hideous. <laughs> the bathroom's filthy. Oh, I wrote. I wrote this. Steve, yeah, I wrote this. Steve Martin's looking kind of good here. They're sharing this oh, he's, bed. He's got his shirt off at this point, but yes, yes, <laughs> I'm aware. There are pecs. So, all right, like we see, this is our first clue. John Candy has the eight by ten of his wife. Mm-hmm. And then we cut We didn't even mention yet what his job is, which is that apparently he sells shower, shower curtain, curtain rings. rings. <laughs> which is a booming business because, you know, when you're looking to zhuzh up your home interior, changing out those shower curtain rings for another yes. color in that same chunky plastic style is it's really it's where it's at, you know? Yeah, that, that, make, that really makes or breaks your, your bathroom decor. I mean, I think so. Yeah. His wife misses him. So we're cutting between like sad Steve Martin wife missing him and John Candy being obnoxious. The <laughs> fucking throat clearing. I even let you pay for it, he says. <laughs> right. Well, Neil, uh, Steve Martin, who is Neil in this movie, uh, just absolutely lays into Dell to yeah, say I Neil. Wrote, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. wrote. He didn't have to go quite so hard here. He goes so hard. He just destroys Dell. And I also like the line, how would you like a mouthful of teeth? Which is how he like starts this conversation, basically. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. How would you like a mouthful of teeth? And he just like absolutely lays into him. And this is where we get the that Dell just being Dell, and he's I think he's the real deal here. Like he's like I like me, my wife likes me. Like he yeah. his response is not like get angry and be pissed off and respond to, to Steve Martin's like absolute just hate of him. He's like no, I'm I'm good. Like I'm good yeah. with myself, and yeah, I know I have issues. I but wish that's me. I was nearly as self assured in the face of somebody being mean uh, yeah. to me. Yeah, he, like this is a good, a good moment. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, he does look very devastated for a moment, and then he gets mm-hmm. his shit together, and then immediately Steve Martin feels bad. Right, and they get back into Ben's pool. To be fair, he is untenable. To have to be in a room with. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. He is. Let us say that he is obviously sweet and has a good uh-huh. heart and is very uh-huh. kind and funny and all of those good qualities. Mm-hmm. But he's also untenable <laughs> to be sharing a fucking bed with. Uh, like a twin as bed. A stranger. Right. <laughs> Motherfuck you. Somebody would have just slept on the floor. Somebody would have taken one yeah. of those shitty scratchy blankets and just laid on the floor. Right. There's no fucking way. But anyway, so after yeah. they have that whole blow up and he's super duper mean, they're like, what if we just spoon them? 
Uh-huh. So they get like robbed by like a wayward youth here, and <laughs> yes, the robber comes nobody the wakes up. Nobody there is up. no way in this situation sleeping in a room with a stranger where I would be sleeping so deeply that a whole other human being <laughs> rifling through my goods Wouldn't wake would you not up. wake me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, absolutely not. I would in the morning. rather just stay awake and not even pretend to try to fall asleep in a room with somebody else. Like yeah. under no circumstances would I be able to do that. Right. Uh, that's they wake yeah. up spooning because why not? John Candy gives uh, some little kisses on Neil's ear. Yeah, it's romantic. It is romantic. Those aren't I, pillows. I, although I do say, uh, like, there's like what, first when they got to the room and notice there's one bed, and then again when they wake up in the morning, there's like gay ick jokes sort of happening. Yeah, there's a little no homo moment uh, here where they're like, sports ball. But it could be way worse, honestly. (laughs) It could be way worse, yeah. Uh, I also want to say, I think John Candy probably dressed himself for any of these movie season. His winter outfits are always the best. Like they look has... so like your your science teacher from high school. <laughs> yes, like... every time he's in a winter movie like this, he's got like yeah. I swear to God, it's just his closet as a Canadian, and he's he has like the I'm perfect layer on the layers, hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Everybody has an uncle that has that same jacket, <laughs> right? Like yep, the same like six layers of like a plaid mm-hmm. and a button and a this and yep. a that. A hundred percent right. You're absolutely right. Possibly me. (laughs) Yeah. The waitress in the diner was in a scene in Beetlejuice, and I just needed you to know that. Oh, okay. They both have empty and shitty looking wallets. He is a rich ass fucking ad exec or whatever. His wallet looks like shit. Uh Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. We've really come a long way in wallets. In wallet technology? Every man I knew, every dad type, uncle type man uh-huh. that I knew that had a wallet carried a huge black or brown leather brick. It was like three carried. inches thick. Yeah. yeah huge and fat, full of like a That's ton of crusty wallet. singles. And then huh? they go to sit down and they're like fucking uneven. Like how Dude, every legit, one of these men does People have back problems. Yes. yes. Hip yes. dysplasia. Like what is happening? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're right. Yep, yep, yep. So whatever. They were robbed. So. Yeah. And of course, Steve Martin thinks uh, that John Candy has stolen his money. Right. And this keeps happening and recur- is a recurring theme. We also had a credit right. card swap that's going to come into play later. Like very clearly the audience knows. Yes, yes, yes. So they're in the back of a pickup. What do you think the temperature is here? Wait, they get picked up in this truck and they're like sitting in the back of it. But they get picked up. Somebody, of course, John Candy knows somebody everywhere. He's like, I know so and so because I sold him shower rings. I know so and so, blah, blah, blah. And so this dude drives. Everybody needs shower rings, you know? And his wife, presumably. He's like, get their bags to his wife. And they're like, oh, yeah. no. And he's like, no, she's strong. Her first baby come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. Like, <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, that's God. not. those. That's yep. none of that means any. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So the temperature in the back of this truck is yeah. like zero. I don't know. Terrible. That's awful. They are cold. So they are on the train. This is where then, Del tries to get his address and Neil like sort of says, no, it's good. We're fine. Like, I, I don't need you good. to know where I live. Yeah. So they get a, then, a nice little train ride until it dies. Until it dies. And then, of course, he feels bad. So he helps him carry that trunk. So they're walking like a mile i think they say a mile the the train conductor dude is like you all need to walk a mile yeah. through this frozen fucking cornfield in winter right right with no help terrible like I, this is a lawsuit terrible. if today this is a lawsuit right if you get off the yeah. train and they're like hey everybody who's on the train you need to go walk a mile through this fucking cornfield in the winter with all your crap that's not happening yeah, today no right way. no no no, like, they would send somebody else. But also, right. I wrote here just a note in general about all of this. Imagine all of this with no cell phones. Right. So, yeah. 
If Justin is gone picking up the pizza for longer than the allotted time, I think he should be gone. I assume he's dead. And I text him immediately. I text him every day when I'm on my way home. Like, I. Right. We just like each other. Like, we're not. Like, I mean, but I just. I feel like I know where my people are. And Uh if you're meeting somebody, you're like, okay, I'm on my way. Okay, I'll see you in five minutes. If it's me, I'll be late because, you know, that's how I roll. (laughs) Could you imagine? I cannot imagine my partner being gone and barely hearing from them when they are Uh way laid out in the world for this many days. But also that shit used to happen all the time before we had phones. Right. Yeah. You just never fucking knew where people were. No, absolutely not. Like, so... It has been so little time of life, like since you know that change has happened. But like, I would uh, that lose how big my of a mind. change it is. Yeah, yeah, I would lose my mind. Yeah, I would lose yeah. my mind. Like he's just so, frantically trying to find payphones all over the place and like places right. he could call like, home and like. Easy. And if, the, if right. nobody answers, you're just screwed. Like, <laughs> Right. And, like, I mean, even when, like, he traveled without me, like, every plane, okay, my plane's taking off. It should land at this time. Okay, uh-huh. I'm at the thing. Okay, I got a taxi. Like, I just, it's crazy. They are sitting on a bench in the new train station. And there's just random dude next to them on the bench who just has a box on his lap with a yeah, hole in what it is that, that mice, are, mice are coming out of the hole. <laughs> What in the balls? I don't understand. They're on the bus station. That's where they are. They're going on the bus now. Two people are like super grossly making out. They are credited, Beth. Did you look at the credits for these two people? I did not. They are credited as bus lover and bus loverette. (laughs) Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I thought you, when you said uh, Jerry Ryan was in here, I thought you were going to say she was like the makeout girl, but the loverette, if the you loverette. will. Yeah. Nope. And then we sing the Flintstone song. And three coins in the fountain. <laughs> yeah, no one knows that song. <laughs> no one knows that song. We get to St. Louis and John Candy sells earrings. Um, he is just dollars. straight up scamming people, right? Like this is just. Later in the restaurant, there are three bitches wearing those things as earrings. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> He's not scamming. He's starting a new fashion trend. He's starting a fashion trend. Yep. Now we have a breakup. This is literally just a breakup. Neil is breaking up with Dell in the restaurant here. Yep. And then it's super awkward and painful. And then at home, we get the kids Thanksgiving play. They have not talked to each other at all at this point. This is where I wrote about the cell phones. I was like, um, mm-hmm. I would assume he was dead. I would be like planning the funeral at this point. Moving on with your life. All right. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. never coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's just very calmly attending the Thanksgiving play. Like, oh, that fucker. Yep. So he, this is where, <laughs> this is where we get to the like car tantrum like he rents the car yeah he's trying to rent a car the the bus takes him to the spot and there's no car he throws a parking lot tantrum he does then he has to walk like however the fuck far to get back and then we get grace from ferris bueller eddie mcclurg is here well before that steve martin almost dies again because there's no sidewalks and he just falls down like an embankment in the snow onto a road and gets almost run over yep yep but uh, yeah, here we have Edie McClurg. This is so great. Edie McClurg I love this. Got this. Got this role because you know he had her read this for Ferris Bueller, and then never said anything else to her about it. And then he called her and was like, "Come do this role." And she improved the entire phone conversation. Really? He was like, "Talk <laughs> about some annoying thing that you would just be ignoring your customer," and uh-huh. she's like, "I got you." So she's talking, talking, talking. <laughs> well, I don't even know how to cook. So goddamn funny. And then he he's lost his mind. And I just wrote, oh, shit. He's yep. lost it. So many fuck words. 19, yep. in fact. Fuck 19 words. in a minute. Oh, boy. You're fucked. <laughs> she says that line so great. It's just perfect. It's like. It's so the, good. It's very good. Yep. So then you're messing with the wrong guy. I wrote rap beat. There's like this weird thing 
If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the bathroom and watch you take a look. <laughs> I, I, I put that in so we could put it on the insult watch. Yep. If I oh wanted my God, a joke, yeah. I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. Yep. He almost dies Jeez. again at the taxi stand. Yep. 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 Um, <laughs> John John- Candy's like, are you all right? I've never seen a guy get picked up by his testicles before. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, he balls a lot. You, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's talking about what he like, like what they don't like. Because I think Steve Martin at some point is like, "You're kind of hard to be around." Like, there's things I don't like about you. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, "Wow, well, you're too." Like, you're too because Steve Martin's like, "What?" And he's like, "You play with your balls a lot." <laughs> the best. Oh, oh my, my god. god! So the car seat's <laughs> fucked for some reason. The wallet's in the glove compartment. You know that's a bad idea when it happens. You know, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I love this. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I love when John Candy puts out the puts the blues on the radio in and the car. And he does the air sax. And he just rocks out to it while Steve Martin is sleeping or whatever next to him. And he is yep, just like, yep, 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 yep. he's definitely not driving a car. He is not looking anywhere near the road. Both he's just rocking out. Stuck. Why wouldn't you wake him up at this point? This is so stupid. Well, right. well he's here's the thing. He's in, he's tied. Dell is tied to the seat. Sure. Wouldn't you, you? Let's say you're on the highway and one of your arms gets tied to the seat. Don't you yeah. just pull over and break slowly and then extricate yourself from the situation? Correct. No, he yep. decides what would be better is if I struggle a lot and get myself further restrained. Right. Or there's literally a human being with opposable thumbs asleep next to you. Probably <laughs> you could just be like, hey, bro. Hey, we're going to die if you don't wake up. And free yep. me from my seatbelt prison. Yeah. Yep. yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so he's going the wrong way. Um, so they almost die again. What's here's the, yep. the one th- thing that I struggle with in this movie. They both turn into skeletons for a minute, and then Del is the devil. Any skeleton mask? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like this moment where the two semis are coming at them. They're going the wrong way and they're screaming and every, they're about to die. And then there's like cutting between the shots of each of them and they're both skeletons. And Dell is the devil. Yeah. I guess I this know. is this is like Steve Martin's last hallucination before he dies. I don't know. That's like his but. life flashing before his eyes, his fucking party city mask. I don't know. I like the moment they're driving down the highway and there's the the people on the other side of like the median who are like trying to get their attention and be yeah, like, yeah. you're going. Th-. And Dell's just like, no, they're drunk. Like, ha ha. They're so like, it takes Steve Martin so long to put like the together that they're driving the wrong direction. Right. We can't yeah, see right. the semis coming. Yeah. Yep. So. The car is fucked. Oh, we can laugh about it now, but no, no. <laughs> they sit on the trunk. The car goes up in flames. Yep. This is where we and realize the wall is in the glove box. Yeah. Yep. And we get the unhinged Steve Martin laughing here. Uh-huh. How'd you rent the car? With your diner's club card. <laughs> Youch. Diner's club. So we got a car that only Oh, that's how Houdini died. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true, right? That's true, I think. That's what they said, but he had appendicitis. Okay. <laughs> so, they're driving it. This motel yeah, how is guy, this car still driving? Wouldn't this I car be this like... This motel guy is so familiar. <laughs> oh. He gives hmm. his watch. I have $2 and a Casio. And a Casio. <laughs> I love how he There's displays a- the Casio on his arm like yep. it's a Rolex or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. There's a shitty painting. It's supposed to be Roy Orbison, but it looks like Corey Feldman. So. Important note. Important note. John <laughs> Candy's in the roofless car talking to his dead wife. Yep. And that's sad. And. That's sad. Then he sees him and he feels bad. Uh-huh. There's the old ass Doritos bag. I like to see the original Doritos bags in old movies. I always in old movies, logo. yeah. This is when they're in there getting drunk on the mini bar. 
They have yep. not actually paid anything for this room except for the random change they had there that Steve Martin had. So right. might as well raid the mini bar, right? Absolutely. Love is not a big enough word for how I feel about my wife. Oh, sad and true. Yeah, yeah. Kara goes through the window. He goes, "Ah." They just leave at this point, right? And then we get Michael McKean. Michael McKean is the cop. Yep. Who pulls over this death trap of a car. Yeah, we can't keep driving that. Yep. I like how Del, like, the cop pulls him over and Del is just 100% honest and open about how awful things are. <laughs> like, He's like, listen, we've just been having a really hard time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, obviously I can't let you keep driving this car. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they it's Ashkenagan. Ashkenagan cheese. That's right. Oh. Ashkenagan okay. cheese. <laughs> He's home, sort of. They're at a train station. He's almost there. Mm-hmm. But then it takes him like way too long to realize that John Candy's wife is dead and he's like it right. takes him way too long. He's definitely got his head up his own ass. Right. And then he goes back for him. He brings him home and then it's every time you go away. <laughs> Why does every then, little boy in these movies have the like bowl cut haircut? Because every child in 1987 had that haircut. No, didn't you didn't, didn't Smallpaw have that haircut? I, don't, no, I, I had, had like that fucking cut. haircut. I had a buzz cut you on the what? back step. Oh. <laughs> like, no, I had a fucking bowl cut. Like we all had bowl cuts. Um, <laughs> This is neither here nor there, but I watched this on whatever I fucking watched it on mm-hmm. fucking Prime or whatever the fuck. You know how like the movie will be ending and then the TV will be like, next up, we recommend. Yep. Do I guess what it recommended for me as a next up? Because there's no fucking way on earth you would come up with this suggestion. So not a John Hughes movie? Right, like that would be the obvious choice. That would right? be the choice, or like another John Candy movie or something. Sure, sure, sure. It wanted me it thought maybe after this that I should watch the fucking Born Supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, oh my I just god, to your manager. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I just wanted you to know that that's what this. John Candy is was in like a secret agent movie. What was that movie? Uh, where it's like, he, or maybe it wasn't the movie, but the Canadian. Oh, God, what was that movie? Was it where Harry had, Crumb? Was it Harry Crumb? No, where oh, they had, like, the oh. Canadian Special Forces. <laughs> well, yeah, who's, afraid of, who's Harry Crumb? That's what that movie is? Deadly Companion? No. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I am not, I don't, I'm Googling, I don't know. No, what is that movie? What are you Canadian Googling? Bacon, that's what it is. Oh, now that I feel like I've seen at least once. Anyway, does this go in your canon, Paul? <laughs> yeah, it goes in my canon. I think this is a good Thanksgiving movie. I don't know how long it lasts, though, because so much of it is dependent on how things used to be, which maybe puts it in, like, historical fiction category so, right now. I like, didn't really find it to be all that dated, though. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, travel is still shit. Can't. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying. So the one universal constant is that having to travel in any way... <laughs> especially during the holidays is shitty. Um, If you have to be somewhere on time, I actually think it's more applicable now because you are almost always getting fucked over at some point on your journey. Whereas in this, it really was the weather. Like now it's just that the companies are bad at their jobs. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't been on a plane that wasn't delayed in the last five years, you know? So, <laughs> right, right. Um, or ever. Well, the the so, margins are so tight, right? Like, they're they're trying, like, he's talking about, oh, I'm going to get on right. the 7 o'clock plane or the 8 o'clock plane. Now it's like, they don't have that many flights anymore. It's all, like, no. so measured out. So I mean, it's dated that they out. don't have to do a ton of security or whatever, but I right. don't think that that, like, pulls you out of it. Um, yeah, I there's think no cell phones. I, mean, I don't know. That that part is hard to wrap my mind around just because I, from a practical standpoint, I would be so. But also, if you are delayed in your travel for so long, there's totally the idea that, like, your phone would die. I mean, yeah. you know, like, if you don't really have a place to go, like, maybe you don't right. have anywhere to charge for hours and hours. 
Anyway, I mean, I don't think some of that plot stuff is too damaging to have, like, the movie still work. Yeah. Well, this is going to canon, though. No. no. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed... I wasn't mad that I watched it or anything, and I... I don't know that I love the genre of every single thing just goes wrong the whole time. (laughs) Like, I don't know that that's like my favorite, like storyline. Yeah. And it's the, the thing with John Candy being, you know, secretly like sad. It's it's like, it's it's just not, it's not for me. Um, I didn't, Mm -hmm. wasn't mad. I watched it, but I don't think I need to like watch it again. I really like both of them and other things. And so I think if I wanted, to see them more, I would watch other things that I like them in better. Okay. That's so fair. I guess that's what I would say. Um, but I didn't know it was a Thanksgiving movie and we watched a Thanksgiving movie. So I think that we did a great job here. We did. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food item? Oh. Like on, gotta, on Thanksgiving, like what's your like favorite tr- thing on the plate? Listen, there's a lot I like on a Thanksgiving plate and everything is very high, but I really really like a good green bean casserole and i know that's okay. going to be a controversial answer no i i mean i, I get it with the, like to a traditional i mean how like, traditional like crunchy is it? Onions, the classic like, crunchy onions on top sure. and the sort of creamy um usually i think it's like cream of mushroom or something sure, sure. you know with the green, i love that but man i would here's the thing i like everything about thanksgiving Except the turkey. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like secondary. <laughs> it's not even, it's not the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, For yeah. For sure. What's yours? I make a cheesy cauliflower thing that Ooh. is super cheesy and fattening and it's so fucking good. Like, I don't even put mashed potatoes on my plate because I need to have enough room mm-hmm. to eat. This like cheesy. Does this take the place thing? of macaroni and cheese? Yeah, or like a potato, okay. like a gratin potato okay. kind of a thing. You know, um, it's just really good, and we only make it like once or twice a year, and right. so I love that. And then it's my favorite to eat. Like I always hope there's leftovers, but I also really like stuffing. I make a really good stuffing, and yeah. I like that a great deal. So yeah, I'm uh, generally pro food in all ways. So I'm pretty psyched <laughs> about it. But yeah, I want I want the that stuffing and the cauliflower more than any other thing. Mm, so I'm really looking good. forward to hosting I and think, having all of that this year. I think Thanksgiving is my second favorite like holiday gathering thing behind Halloween. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean I I enjoy it. I feels like there's like less pressure than Christmas, right? Like Yeah. So that we do have chill. another Thanksgiving episode coming we up. We sure do. Yep. So maybe we'll we can talk about Next time, yeah. talk about Charlie well, Brown yeah. Thanksgiving, and yeah, we will talk about everything we are thankful for. That's gonna be everything after Thanksgiving, I guess. For. Yeah, um, sure, that sounds fine. All we right, can make um, hand turkeys, and yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And um, yep. All right, well, I'm thankful for you. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We would be really thankful if you wanted to go join our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcanon. Um, thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. Thank you for listening. Thanks for, you know, all the things, man. Anyway, yeah. see you next time. Until next time. Uh, keep the nerd alive. That's what we say. This has been a production of Nerd Cannon. Follow us at patreon.com slash nerdcanon to get in on the fun. This has been brought to you by listeners like you. feel very lighty right now. Your lights feel very lighty. Mm, it's very bright. It feels very bright. Are you? Do you have different lights than normal? No, that's why it's weird.